Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. What is up? Welcome to the Drinking Bros Baseball Show. As always, I'm Rob Fox, joined by Dan Holloway. Can we get that game back up? Gracias. Uh, we're live watching the end of the Braves-Dodgers game slash series while we uh, mm-hmm. just talk some Braves baseball and baseball in general. Um, we were both doing other shows or whatever, but I assume you're watching along to the game so far? Uh, yeah, I mean, Morton looks good. Looked good, rather. Um, Bad first inning, but... Yeah, it was a tough... Uh, the second inning was kind of tough for him, too, but that's kind of the MO on him. He's going to walk a guy and give up a home run at some point during the game, usually. Yeah. Um, the Braves can't get it going versus Gonsolin. But this is kind of how I expected this series to go. If I, if you had asked me before what it would have gone like, I would have said like a 1-2 split the Dodgers way probably. Yeah, and um, I'm happy with honestly taking one out of the yeah. three on the road in, in L.A. <laughs> Even though I think this game, would, the rubber game today obviously was a toss. Uh, it's, and it's not over. It's only 3 nothing, right? Yeah. What is it, six inning? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so not over. And we grinded out some good at-bats on um, – the first game after Kershaw got out of there, mm-hmm. especially uh, they kind of woke up. I feel felt like they're a little dead. The first three innings, uh, four innings, not necessarily intimidated like <laughs> they used to be against the Dodgers, but uh, definitely not intimidated by any stretch. I just think um, we're uh, this is the fourteenth game and fourteen games in fourteen days, right? Right. So uh, you know, and I it's probably the same for the Dodgers as well, and you can kind of tell everybody's a little bit late on the fastball. Yeah. Uh, uh, Except Freddie. No, he's never late on fat. Well, sometimes, but yeah, he's he he looks good this year. That's what All I right. named the show today. Freddie takes the Braves to Dong City because yeah. uh, hit another one today in the first inning. Um, I don't know what he did yesterday, but um, not much actually. Uh, Freed, like everyone else on that lineup, had him uh, lock the. He made down. him look pretty rough on a couple he's i know he <clears throat> struck him out twice i don't know if he did anything in the later innings but you know if you're a fan of braves baseball that's got to be uh, pr- uh like things worked out pretty well like i think most people still like freddie freeman as a person he's always been For a sure. pretty affable dude so seeing him do well seeing him get a home run in his first at bat against the braves and a more or less meaningless game yeah right, was pretty cool watching kenley jansen close his first game not in a Dodgers uniform against the Dodgers in Chavez Ravine, also pretty cool. Like, pretty all cool. this stuff has worked out really well. Not to mention, and I think this has happened before, but still a fucking Kimbrel save against the Braves also. Uh, with the Cubs? or Well, he got one with the Dodgers. He plays for the Dodgers. Game one, he closed out the Braves. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah so yeah. another... Old Braves favorite, but he's uh, been a, he's been gone for a while, so has. I don't know if that one still registers. I'm bummed out about that because when we traded him away, I remember everyone was kind of like, "Well, we're we're rebuilding, and we're going to bring him back when mm. you know." Because he was, there's probably maybe like three Braves pitchers I've enjoyed watching more than Craig Kimbrell in my entire life. Well, I mean, like Glavin Smoltz Maddox, and that's it. Obviously, I, I really don't know, and I love Max Fried and shit like that, but like I really don't know. <laughs> that I've ever gotten more enjoyment out of watching a pitcher for the Braves, aside mm. from the three 
extremely obvious choices than Craig Kimbrell. I mean, I really enjoy watching Mike Soroka, but it's been limited, right? Because he's been two injured. years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Mike. Sor- I love Mike Soroka, but he's dead until proven yeah. otherwise. Basically, like, he's a he's a pitcher though. There's a lot of throwers in Major League Baseball. A lot of guys are throwing hard. Uh, like we've talked about before, the two different kinds. There's the jugs gun or the speed gun, mm-hmm. and then there's the slow gun, as they call it. The slow gun measures uh, the the speed of the ball as it crosses the plate. The jugs gun, the, the speed gun, measures it at release yeah. in your hand, right? And there's a notable decrease, like two to three miles per hour, typically. So not everybody's throwing 100 miles per hour now. <laughs> like, we didn't all of a sudden just start throwing over 100. Yeah. It doesn't, that's not how it works. But um, there are some things to talk about in that regard because – The speed of the pitch and then the barrel rate, the launch angle and exit velocity, and all this stuff should be a pretty good predictor of success. And when I say success, I mean the distance of travel and the landing spot of a baseball. And it should be pretty consistent year to year. And we're having a problem with that. Uh, Home runs. Are usually we you know we'll get to the more uh, general MLB stuff at the end, but this has been happening a lot to the Braves, just like everyone else. So fuck it. Um, the MLB is definitely using dead balls this yeah. year. Like, yep. there's no fucking question. Before we even get even to the- even deader than last year, or tw- or yeah, even deader than last year where we knew they were also using because fucking Manfred said we're not using juice balls anymore. Like, well, you said back then you weren't using juice <laughs> balls, asshole. So what? Which which is it? Are you not using them now? Or what is, were you what, using them then? What the fuck's going what on? What is juiced? Like what the fu- like? Would they just like pick up the ball? Like they they re- did they like just genuinely think it wasn't juiced and they picked it up and they're like, oh fuck, actually, yeah, yeah. it's okay, we fixed it. Fucking <laughs> dumb. But I mean, the ba- I I felt like baseball is going pretty well when pitchers could uh, tack up their fingers mm-hmm. and the ball was juiced, right? Like who was complaining about it? Jacob Degrom still had a one point five ERA. If yeah. the rest of you dicks can't figure it out, that's your fucking problem. Nobody is really mad about seeing breaking balls move like a wiffle ball, or then the ball be made contact with and fly out of the fucking park. Yeah, nobody's mad. <clears throat> no, people it's, like home runs. Especially they, the juice ball thing is especially funny because it's like um, getting the steroids era without making the players take steroids. Yeah, well, they probably are on something, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's weird. But there's actual data behind this, so. Um, from or on balls hit between 100 and 102 miles per hour. That's the exit velocity. Yeah. Uh, at the same launch angle as last year, basically. as last year, only 16 point 16 and a half percent, uh, went for home runs instead of, I, I guess a hundred percent. No. Right? So over the last seven years, that number has been 33%. Oh, I see. So it's cut in half this year. Yes. That's that's a pretty big decrease, and it's not like I mean, are we going to blame Putin and global warming for this one too? <laughs> the fuck are we doing here, man? I feel like global warming would help the problem. If I, I don't understand how, um, how or why anybody in Major League Baseball would want that. Like, why would you want a deadened ball? Why would you not want fucking crazy amounts of home runs? The right. most successful baseball has ever been was also. Right after it almost collapsed. Yeah. Right? So 94 strike, and then the 95 season, you get a lot of the fans back. Luckily, one of the, the two teams that were in the fucking World Series, uh, Cleveland not so much, but the Braves especially have like a nationwide audience. Yeah. So good attendance records, blah, blah, blah. And then blah. the Yankees won 96. 96. Then Marlins 
versus Yankees, I guess. No, those uh, against that was oh three. Marlins uh, Indians was ninety seven. Marlins Indians, yeah. So that one probably didn't do well. No. <laughs> 98 was the fucking home run chase year. And the Yankees won the World Series. And the Yankees yeah. won the World Series. That was the best year of baseball that I've ever been alive for. Yeah. And uh, the most excited I've ever seen anybody about baseball, watching uh, a shitty Cubs team play just because Sammy Sosa was hitting all those home runs. Why the fuck? Like, why would you dampen the talent? I don't understand that. And we, this isn't just like the numbers and it's like, oh, I, I, yeah, I guess uh, I have noticed fewer home runs. How many times have we been texting during games and been like, dude, that ball died? Yeah. Like, like it, I've, I swear to God, I've sent that text to you like five fucking times yeah. this year already. Some dude just fucking crushes a ball and it hangs it. Like, some, you'll see that sometimes, right? In the southeast, when it's humid in the early part of the season, right, the ball gets heavy out there. Same thing in L.A., mm-hmm. right? It get, the ball gets heavy at night out there sometimes, and it's not a particularly hitter-friendly park. But fuck, man. I mean, you see a ball get crushed at like an 18 to 20 uh, – uh, degree launch angle and 95 miles per hour plus that's a home run yeah that should be a home run i mean last night alone both uh ozuna and arcia had balls that looked i don't even know which one i could say it was more hard i mean ozuna's looked like it all ozuna home runs do he just like 100 miles per hour or so yeah just throws the like throws the fucking bat through the strike zone and and you're like fuck he hit that hard and then the Arcia one, I don't know much about Arcia as a hitter. But I don't either, but he barreled the fuck out of that yeah. thing. And there was no top spin on it. It just like it was on this trajectory, <laughs> and then it kind of did this. Yeah. Like somebody plucked it out of the air or some shit. So that's a dead ball. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you, you run out of inertia at some point. The energy runs out carrying the baseball because of its mass. Right. Like the mass is too much. And it's not just the mass. It's also the wobble. So one of the things that led to the juiced ball from the 1920 period was uh, the fact that they made a better baseball. Right. right. The old baseball is just, they're just throwing a rock. Yeah. Basically. But the center of gravity, there's a little uh, uh, rubber ball in the middle mm-hmm. of a baseball and there's a bunch of threads and shit over it. But the, the center of it was so good that there was no wobble, like even the earth. So technically the moon doesn't orbit the earth, Right. And the Earth doesn't orbit the sun. We each orbit like a, p- a point slightly off center from the center of our celestial bodies. Right? Okay. That's the way that works. And the same thing with the baseball. There's wobble yeah. right in the middle. So it's not exactly in the center of the core until it was. Until they actually made a perfect baseball and you saw the result. It just get fucking launched. And yeah. it also held tighter on breaking balls. Like everything that happens in the physics of baseball was made better by a better baseball and who the fuck was complaining about it? <laughs> who was complaining about that? It's it just, certainly wasn't DeGrom. Like, the pitchers' strikeouts were up. Yeah. Pitchers' ERAs were not higher, but more home runs were being hit. Yeah. That's it. It was just a different game. It's, honestly, it feels like the type of thing, like, imagine if, like, every couple of weeks, the NFL just, like, changed the length of an end zone or mm. something. Or, like, a field goal got narrower. And or, they're the, just, like, or the ball got bigger. Right. And the, but then they were also like, no, everything's the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you make the basketball a little bit bigger. Yeah. And everybody's remming out shots. You're like, hey, I don't understand, man. Yeah. Like, well, it's the same ball. Like, I don't think it is. And they're like, no, we're not doing anything to it. It's fine. <sighs> it's fucking wild. It's so, really fucking stupid. Uh, did someone just hit a home run? No, that was from earlier. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. There's a name for that. Um, blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to... F- 
for the, what? The Barry Center. B-A-R-Y-C-E-N-T-E-R. Is the baseball or just in general? It's like so the earth and the sun. The, the, the sun is doing its thing. It's, it's not static. That's not correct right. to say that. But in relation to the sun, we go around it once a year, right? Yeah. But we're not actually orbiting around the very center of the sun. We're orbiting around the barest center, which is all the data, all the calculations, like how much the other planets are pulling on the sun, mm-hmm. how much uh, we're being pulled on by the moon and everything else, and it's off. Like the, I think our orbit around the sun is somewhere in the sun's atmosphere, not exactly in, not, not even on the surface of the sun, I think. Okay. I had to look that up. But that's, people are trying to figure out what it means, juiced ball. It's not like they're fucking corking bats. It's not like they're right. fucking adding something extra to the baseball. It's just a better baseball. Right. With a, with a, the center is actually the center. There's no bare center. There's no offset center. Dan, a, what? Berry center sounds delicious. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> fucking stoned asshole. Georgia has been smoking a lot of weed today. Yeah, he sure has. Everything sounds delicious. I mean, it's 420. What are you going to do? Yeah, it's fine. Um, so yeah, fuck that. That ball, the ball situation is just absurd. Uh, next up, getting into Braves stuff here. Like I said, we're watching the, the rubber game of the Braves-Dodgers. Dodgers just scored again, 4 nothing. Mm-hmm. Probably prospects not looking great for the Braves so far. Uh, probably going to drop this series, but that's fine. I'll take one out of three mm-hmm. on the road in L.A. Like you said, 14 games in a row yep. at the tail end of a West Coast road trip, no less. That's yeah. fucking fine. Yeah, they're, I think they have a day off tomorrow for the first time in this season. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, hold on. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Yeah, they've got a day off tomorrow, then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they got another day off Monday. So, And this is going to be the nature of the season with the fact that they're still playing 162. Yeah. Um, there's going to there's gonna be a couple of those road trips that last an extra two days. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but it fucking must suck because usually there's seven to ten days, right? Not fucking fourteen days. That's a <laughs> like that's a long ass fucking road trip. Um, yeah, it's a fucking brutal schedule they're yeah. on right now. But yeah, it's gonna be there's gonna be periods during the year, and I, I know they wanted to get one out of the way up front, which is why they allowed teams to carry more pitchers, like mm-hmm. a 28 man roster, which they have to reduce to 26. Uh, I think. At the end of the month? Something maybe? like that, yeah. It's, it is adjusted rules because of the fucking lockout and shit. Yeah. But uh, what have you seen so far from the series? What have you, what have you thought? I mean, Freeman's got <laughs> two homers. Uh, he was not necessarily, like, overly locked in to start the season. He was mm-hmm. a little, you know, it's fine. It's only 10 games or whatever the fuck. So it's not, like, a big deal, um, even though we're, like, blowing Matt Olson for putting up God numbers right now. Yeah. But... Uh, I mean, he he found his stroke during this series. Yeah, Freeman looks good. He's he's definitely getting locked in there. I wonder about. Um, I don't think fifth is a great spot for Max Muncie. I think he's a really good OBP and situational hitter, and I don't see. I don't understand why they don't lead him off instead of Mookie Betts. Like I understand Betts is uh, uh, faster, right? Mm-hmm. We still have this idea of a speedster leading off your ball game, but why? Well, I mean, you know, people, don't, also- people don't really steal bases that much anymore. And to be honest, Max Muncy steals them as, as I, I believe, I think as frequently as, uh, as uh, Mookie Betts has the last couple of years. Mookie doesn't really steal a whole lot of bases anymore, and neither does, does Max. Like, I mean, there's still the first to third speed, which he obviously has or or you know if he gets on first base probably scoring on a double by freddie which yeah but muncie's not particularly slow either um like i would i just don't i think they're i think this lineup is being mismanaged right now i don't think muncie at five makes any sense i would rather have him at three and turner at four 
uh, uh, Trey well, Turner, not Justin. Justin Turner should be like hitting ninth. Yeah, the fact that Justin Turner is, I think, clean up right now. Yeah, that's a bit absurd. To yeah, me. I mean, I've never really thought Dave Roberts was a particularly good manager. Like he, he's like a, a good manager on a team that spends the kind of money they they did gets Joe Torre results, right? Right, which are fucking championships, right? And then once they let Joe Torre go and they keep spending the same amount of money, you get dick. Interesting how you that know works. What I mean? In fact, they still have the same general manager from the yeah. Torre days. Yeah. Cashman's he, been there for this fucking is ever. more than likely going to be his last because <laughs> he fucked up big time this year. With, well, he fucked up big time with the, that Garrett Cole deal looks goddamn awful. Well, we'll see. He's got plenty of time to turn it around. But, yeah, he does look great now. But, anyways, I've always thought Dave Roberts was a fucking hump as a manager. Yeah. And this situation he's got going on right now is – all the proof I need. Like, yeah. he, he is terrible as a manager. Makes dumb decisions all the time. Although I do still agree that uh, pulling Kershaw in that fucking perfect game was a good good idea. Um, every now and again, he gets it right. But I think he's a terrible manager. I, like, I would love to see an extremely good manager like uh, uh, fucking Joe Madden or somebody like that on Man, a I team think Madden like kind of jumped the shark at this point. And he got weird after a while because, like, I think he got bored with his yeah. own success and was like, oh, let's see how else I can fucking do it. He's became eccentric for its own sake, which yeah. is not He did something plan. weird the other day where he's like, oh, he walked, he walked oh, Corey Seager loaded, with yeah. the bases loaded in, like, the third inning or something. I mean, technically it worked out. They only scored three runs instead of the possible four they could have scored. <laughs> <laughs> and his team did win the game, but yeah, that's not that's that was that was silly, um, uh, especially at this point in the season when everybody's on these long road trips. Why are you doing something that crazy to win one ball game? That doesn't make a whole lot yeah. of sense. I will say, if you want to go with a, a raised guy, I and mean, Kevin Cash would be, a, yeah, Cash is a he's a good one. I mean, you put Kevin Cash on a roster like the Dodgers, and you could fucking say goodbye to any chances anybody else has, yeah, at winning anything. But that was that was the deal with Tory. <laughs> Like, he was a great manager. If we had had a manager that was smarter than Bobby Cox, we would have won multiple championships for sure. Like, he uh, was terrible in handling a pitching staff, especially the bullpen, and he definitely passed that trade on to Brian Snitker. <laughs> um, he's, he's like, he, the Braves have won in spite of this man. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it is what it well, is. He's on, the, he's on the Bobby Cox trajectory, I realized, oh, yeah. the other day. So, Cox... Well, I guess Cox had managed before. This is Snickers. He, he first managed gig. in Toronto, yeah. Yeah, and, well, and in Atlanta before, too. Yeah, in the early 80s, yeah. yeah uh, Actually, he took over. Ted Turner took over for a couple of games, and then Bobby Cox came in and took over for him. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, Cox won the World Series with the Braves in his fourth year yep. on his main stint, and Snicker is now on the World Series with the Braves on his fourth year mm-hmm. main stint. So hopefully things branch off from there and do not maintain yeah. a similar uh yeah similar fucking track especially because both those braves teams were like loaded for the next decade yeah i mean he i i feel like uh snitger has been a better solution institutionally than uh some of the other guys are the other what was that dude's name uh freddie gonzalez gonzalez he was god awful just terrible but also the braves were terrible when he coached well except for 2004 i guess no that was still cox so oh, was freddie it? gonzalez was like those 2010 20 he, the mm. 2011 collapse yeah uh the yeah, 20 right. the 2012 uh, <laughs> wild card playoff uh and then 2013 when we lost to the dodgers in the first round mm. and he famously uh left craig kimbrell in the bullpen in the eighth and we yeah. gave up the lead although to be fair man i i always think that's too harsh of a decision because the dude that he did put in had been our eighth inning guy all year and like through 99 and had an ERA of like barely over two. Who was it? 
I'll have to look up his name because he didn't like, have much of a career after that. But like he was. Was it lo- Johnny Venters? Because it, no, it wasn't. Gonzalez ruined his career. Gonzalez literally, like, ru- like yeah. literally ruined his career. He got two years of like seventy-five games out of him, and he never pitched again. Yeah, in any meaningful baseball. Um, yeah, I mean the, it's. But I you're, just the conversation we're having. We're talking about two of the premier franchises in, in Major League Baseball, and even they can't find a great manager these days. I don't think a great manager exists right now other than Kevin Cash. I think he's the only one that you could legitimately say is a great manager. Um, so David Carpenter was that pitcher, and he was lights fucking – he's my age. Wow, he's already out of the league. Um, a little older than me. But in uh, 2013, yeah, man, he had a fucking 178 ERA and a – and a ten and a, a K for nine over fucking ten. So yeah. like, <clears throat> Gonzalez didn't put a scrub in. Like I, that is, uh, Freddie Gonzalez fucking sucked. But of all the decisions that he made, I'm not sure that was a, a bad one. And also, the dude who hit the game winning home run off Carpenter uh, was Juan Uribe. So it wasn't like he put in uh, this dude for the middle of the Dodgers lineup. Yeah, Juan Uribe is just a fat guy with a pencil mustache. By the way, right. Like, he, uh, every now and again, he would fucking crank a tater. Yeah. It really, like, he did not, uh, he, it's not, yeah, he didn't put, put this fucking dude in for the middle of the lineup or anything like that. So I, I kind of always thought that was a, a little bit unfair, and I don't even fucking like Freddie Gonzalez. Yeah. But, uh, Freed was dominant last night. What have you seen from Max Freed so far? Uh, he is, uh, I feel like he, he's pitched pretty well in the playoffs, generally speaking, mm-hmm. under pressure. As a matter of fact, uh, a lot of these young kids for the Braves have. Ian Anderson became a major league pitcher in the playoffs. Literally. You know I, mean? um, I think at some point before last year, it didn't take long, but he had more playoff starts than he did regular season yeah. starts. Yeah, I mean, and, and to, to Freed's credit, he's uh, welcomed all the challenges, and it seems to have sharpened him quite a bit. Yeah. Like if there's the difference between um, right now, like he clearly wanted to dominate the Dodgers, not oh, yeah. just for the playoff thing, but you could also tell the uh, like he went particularly hard after Freddie Freeman. Like he made some of his best pitches against him. Yeah. So that tells you that this is the kind of guy that can elevate himself to another level. He, if he can find the motivation and focus to do it, he does it in the playoffs. But you're talking about the – transforming yourself from a you know middle three era with fucking 12 to 15 wins to a perennial cy young contender like sub three eras maybe sub two sometimes like he's got that kind of ability and it's interesting to see it so i just wonder uh he's only what is he 25 no he's 27 he's a little he's a little older so he's got like he's in his prime yeah he's just entering his prime right now yeah so it'll be interesting to see how 28 It'll it'll be interesting to see how he develops. Like a, a pitcher like that who stays healthy, their prime now is twenty eight to like thirty six, maybe thirty seven. Now it's getting a little older. Yeah, well, I mean, you, we all hope for a Scherzer. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not just Scherzer. There's quite a few Verlander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into their later years, but yeah, I mean, it's. <clears throat> I'm really excited to see what he's going to be able to do. And the other part of that is it takes a lot of pressure off the rest of the rotation. When it when you need a stopper in your rotation, yep. Yep. you know when you've had a bad run. Well, at least we know fucking Max is on the mound tomorrow. And to be honest, uh, Ian Anderson is a stopper as well. You know what I mean? Uh, he, he's he's legit like that, and so is Mike Soroka if he ever fucking plays baseball. <laughs> he's alive again. again. Well, I mean, um, what do you think of Morton? I mean, Morton 
okay today. But I mean, Morton's another guy too. It's like, that's a quality arm you're throwing out there. Yeah, I mean, honestly, in this current rotation, Morton, he's on ESPN, the depth chart has him at one, but he's their third starter, For in sure. my opinion. For sure. Uh, and if Soroka came back and showed like three or four starts consecutively that he's back to, to where he was once before later on this season, then he's, then, uh, uh, he's your fourth starter. Yeah. Right. I, I think Charlie Morton, too, is the type of guy who, uh, you know, he puts up like a three four three five ERA in the regular mm. season, but then in the playoffs, he becomes kind of a killer. Like that's kind of his mo. I feel yeah. like. I mean, he's he's got he he has to have as much, if not more, playoff pitching experience than anybody in Major League Baseball at this point. After ten years with the Braves, Rays, and then Braves again, right? You would think so. Astros it's either it's got to be well. it's got to be yeah, and the Astros as well. It's got to be either him or Kershaw. Him, Kershaw, most. maybe Wainwright. Mm, that's true, but Wainwrights were a long fucking time ago. Yeah. Uh, it's like the the two thousands, yeah, when most of his action happened. But yeah, I mean, it's you love having that experience on your team. Everybody like Ross is always bitching about how the Braves are a first half team uh, or a second half team. Like, okay, well, that's if you're if you're going to pick one, that'd be the one to pick. Yeah, that's the one I want. You know what I mean, uh, that's that's when it actually matters. So yeah, I'm pretty comfortable with that. But it is really interesting to watch the way these guys stretch out and develop over the season and. Uh, but like Bryce Elder, for example, looks like Max Fried did three years ago. Like the pitch selections. Uh, um, I think he reminds me more of Soroka. Well, I mean, he's, he is right-handed, I guess. I'm not talking about the pitching style. I'm talking about the mental approach to the game. Okay, yeah, yeah, Like yeah. he has this tendency to walk two or three guys in a row. Yeah. Uh, you would never – I like Ian Anderson, if he's walked three dudes in a row in his career before, I never saw it. He just doesn't – like he he attacks the strike yeah. zone when he gets behind and stuff like that. Sometimes, like earlier this year, when he's not super sharp, that ends up with three run home runs. Right, right. that's just how it goes. Um, <clears throat> Elder is a very smart pitcher, but some of those guys have a tendency to nibble sometimes. Yes, and that'll get you in fucking trouble. Kind of like right? a, a running back who dances too much in the yeah, backfield. Yeah. Or or just go too much lateral movement yep. when you should be going downhill. Yeah, and uh, you know that's just something he's going to have to do. He's going to have to develop his personality as a pitcher. Like yeah. he's got all the talent in the fucking world, and it seems like you couldn't be around a better group of dudes to figure out how to be a good young pitcher. Yeah, right? no shit. Because they've got two of the best in baseball, if not three, when Soroka comes back. So, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff is going well for them. Those those are. That's my takeaway from Max, though. I think he's just now entering. Like we've seen, like this dude be really good. Uh, I think we're going to see him be great for he, the next he, four or five years. I didn't realize this. He has the most wins in baseball since 2019. Yeah, uh, which is pretty fucking wild. Um, Lowest what, exit velocity of his career so, so far. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. What do you think of these numbers in particular? Inducing the lowest exit velocity and the highest launch angle of his career so far. Only two barreled balls this year. He's only had what two starts? I think three starts. Uh, yeah. So that's two, three. Yeah. But I mean, uh, more so. So less the barrel ball, barrel ball thing, but more. What do you think of the the exit velocity launch angle combo? I mean, that kind of uh, that reads like a fly ball pitcher to an extent, right? Like low low exit velocity, high launch angle. Yeah, I mean, I would be curious to see what the batting average on balls in play against him are. I know he had a bunch of bloop bullshit uh, at some point, but. Oh, his BABIP is actually hilarious. Well, last night probably fixed that, but yeah, before it, that it was probably like in like three seventy, three eighty range. If I had to take a guess, his BABIP is still <clears throat> three twenty seven. Yeah, so it after be, last night, it had to so. be up around four hundred before that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, if you're uh, 
if you're not hitting barrels and you're getting a bunch of you're getting a super high launch angle, right? Like if you are giving up any amount of hits, which he has, you're also getting ground balls and shit. If your average launch angle is you know super high, like over forty, fifty, something like yeah. that, that means that people are late on a lot of your pitches, right? Because you get the barrel to the ball, usually you hit it flusher, right? You hit you hit the ball on a line somewhere. What uh, you're either ahead or behind if you're popping the ball up, typically. Yeah. It's not just about missing location. Major League Baseball hitters don't just swing a foot away from where the ball is. They're late or early on the ball, typically, right? Yeah. That's, that's generally what happens. So that means he is missing. I mean, in general, it means he's missing barrels, but why? He's missing barrels because people aren't fucking square, timed up on him right now. And uh, this is the point of the season usually when hitters are ahead of pitchers. Yeah. So if it's like that now, what happens when he's fully loose and his uh, average fastball is back to 97? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's now you're dealing with a fucking lefty that has this big sweeping fucking uh, slider low and in, and he's got the big, dumb, slow curveball. I mean, he's got I mean, his curveball at this point is getting Wainwright Zito comparisons. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's maybe the best, or in Kershaw, too, for that matter, <laughs> yeah. I should say. I mean, it may, might be the best curveball in baseball at this point. Yeah. Certainly top, yeah. you know, three or four. Yeah, he looks really good. And I mean, it's it's one thing to like you look at the bab up, so you can you can write off a lot of the whip and ERA issues. But the the fact that barrels aren't getting onto baseballs for him, that's a good sign. So his fielding independent pitching, which is essentially how well he's pitched, <clears throat> stripping away BABIP and everything mm. like that, it's what his ERA would be, stripping mm. away all that crap, more or less, is uh, 150. Yeah. So pretty fucking good. I'm loving the one I'm seeing him because I was still worried. Like Max Fried, we talked about this going into game six of the, of the World Series last year where we were just like, all right, man, well, you're fucking 27 years old. You're supposed to be the ace now. Like, it's time to nut up, right? Like, this is it. This is it. This is what you trained your whole fucking life for, like, literally. Yeah. So are you going to do it? <clears throat> and he fucking did it. And now, hopefully, you know, he is, he's that guy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, you know, pitchers who aren't that, that fucking guy, uh, Huskar Anoa, who I know was uh, kind of one of your, one of the guys who intrigued you, Mm-hmm. The most maybe on the staff. I, he still does. Sent down to AAA, so mm-hmm. elders in the in the rotation now. Maybe Strider as well. And then this is less of an who is more of a who cares. But Sean Newcomb, the last piece of uh, the um, fuck uh, that shortstop Anderson Simmons trade mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, to the Angels has uh, been designated for assignment. So that trade has officially the book's been closed on that. Yeah, Newcomb had uh, one good year. I guess he was at the time of all the selling we did. Cause you remember we, we sent Anderson Simmons to the angels, but we sent all those fucking dudes to the Padres as yeah. well, who we got Max freed in one of those deals, uh, the Uptons and Kimball to the Padres and mm-hmm. shit like that. Freed came back from one of those, but at the time I want to say, I remember everyone being the most hyped on Sean Newcomb as a prospect. Yeah. Well, he's a big lefty. Six five lefty. He's got good stuff. He just can't. He doesn't have it mentally. Uh, his command sucks. I mean, only the only good season he had was uh, twenty nineteen. It was also the only season 
where he averaged under four walks per nine innings. Oof. Like, for a reliever, you just can't have that shit. I mean, last year... Well, he was a starter. And remember, yeah. I think in 2019, he, he threw nearly threw a no-hitter, like took it into and the ninth. I think it was 2018. Okay. He, was, he started 30 games in 2018. Okay, yeah. Then it was 2018, and he yeah. took it like into, uh, into the ninth, I think, a no-hitter and got broken up. Yeah, but his whip was 1-3-2-9, one, 1-3-3. Three, one, three, three. That's okay for a starter, but that's not good. Um, and then, you know, they tried to run him out as a starter a little bit in 19. It just didn't happen. So they moved into long relief and he, he had a pretty good season as a mop up guy. But then after that, the wheels fell off. Uh, 2020 was a kind of a loss like it was for a lot of people. But last year he averaged seven and a half walks per nine innings. Like you can't fucking do that. I don't care how many people you strike out. You can't have a 1.7 whip in Major League Baseball over the course of uh, 30 games. No, fuck no, no. Like that's 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 uh, a ridiculous amount of base runners. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's DFA'd now. For those of you who don't know, designated for assignment means uh, you're on a different team now. You're cut, right? Like basically. you're cut. Yeah. You're, you're not. Uh, like he didn't get sent down to the minor leagues. He gets sent down to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, and Noah, on the other hand, got sent down to the minor leagues because um, – <clears throat> They saw a couple of things in his approach and his mechanics that they didn't care for, mm-hmm. and they sent him down to AAA to work on those things. That's what happened to Anoa. So I've got. I think we'll see him again before the season's over. What did you think of his start against the Dodgers? Great, you know, obviously keeping in mind that it's the fucking Dodgers and their lineups outrageous. Yeah, I mean, you know, he looked. Uh, let me hold on. Let me pull up these fucking s- statisticals here statisticals he didn't ever seem very locked in now granted again that lineup is going to keep you off fucking balance like left and right i mean it's just not not easy team to pitch to obviously they're probably going to win close to 100 games if not a fucking 100 games um but yeah so um i thought uh freeman hitting a home run off of him in the first inning uh i it that was kind of the normalist thing that happened, I guess. <laughs> like he had um, this a lot of base runners yeah. early on. Like he struggled through the first couple of innings, and by the time the wheels fell off in the fourth, uh, he had already. I mean, he threw seventy-five pitches right in that game, or eighty. Yeah, seventy-five pitches in just over three innings. Like that's three hard ass innings. Yeah. Plus the fourth where you couldn't get through the whole thing. I mean, and he didn't gr- do himself any favors. He, I mean, he was in the strike zone a lot. Forty strikes uh, thrown, thirty five balls though. That's you. You don't want a fucking almost one to one. No. Like you want two to one, preferably three to one. Right. Like for for your strike to ball ratio. And well, he, and even the stuff that was in the <clears> zone. I mean, that fucking pitch to Freeman. Like, how many times do you seen Freddie Freeman hit that fucking ball out? Yeah. At no point. And your game plan against Freddie Freeman should a fucking belt high outside fastball be on the menu? Never, never, not at any point because he's hitting. That. I mean, you've personally watched him hit that ball out quite a few times. Yeah, right, probably fifteen times last year. Uh, and, I think I think actually twelve of Freddie's home runs were to left center field last year. Yeah, oh yeah, he hit it. That was the most classic <laughs> fucking Freddie Freeman home run I've ever seen. Yeah. And by the way, not even the first pitch. I can maybe forgive it as a yeah, first. Yeah, forget me over. Yeah, yeah. That was the third pitch, right? So, second or third? So, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, it, that was kind of dumb, uh, but you, if you can't command the zone, it doesn't matter. This is Major League Baseball. I don't give a fuck how bad the team is. Like, you play the Pirates, and if you fucking can't throw <laughs> strikes, they're going to beat you. Right. Like, the fucking the Orioles, for example, the other day beat the Yankees. 
on a walk-off walk because they could not throw fucking strikes. And everybody got all butthurt and mad about it. Aroldis Chapman threw a fucking uh, slider that was that ended up belt high. You're not getting that fucking call. It doesn't look good. Like, aesthetics matter. Framing matters, as, uh, as we are fucking well aware now, right? Yeah, right. It matters I, big time for uh, Major League umpires. Um, I mean, Freed actually had a pitch last night that was in the strike zone, but it was just like a dog shit curveball. Yeah. And it hit the top uh, away corner mm. from the – but it was a uh, right-handed batter, and it hit the top left corner. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a strike, but it looked like shit. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, That's just the thing with him. But, I mean, <clears throat> all the talk from the organization has been that – uh, his stuff looks good. I thought his f- slider was still kind of fucked. I think he's getting on the side of it. In Noah? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's getting on the side of his slider a little bit, and that's why, like, the, the farther on the side of it you get, the more frequently you're going to get that uh, backdoor slider, which is impossible to hit, by the way. Yeah. The best case scenario for a backdoor slider is that you break your bat. You know what I mean? Right. The worst case scenario is you swing right. Like you, That's the one pitch you'll see in Major League Baseball where a guy misses the ball by a foot because he's expecting it to break, and it doesn't. Yeah. Um, you can see the spin. It looks like a little button on the ball, uh, if you've ever played baseball before, on a slider especially. Like Aren't there uh, – don't they have certain colors to them too? Isn't like one pitch kind of looks more bluish and one pitch looks more pinkish or something like uh, that? A slider looks pink. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like the seams right. of the ball spinning so fast that it just looks like a red button coming at you. Yeah. So you can track that red button. But if, it, if you see the red button and you're like, all right, here we go, i got to swing over here and the ball's over here, like you're never going to hit that shit. But it also leads to quite a few hung sliders, and there's not an easier pitch to hit 5,000 feet than a hung slider, <laughs> like more so than any other pitch. Hung curveball, uh, it still has, it's a 12 to 6, or even sometimes a fucking like uh, 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 2 to 8 hump, yeah. hump in it, but <clears throat> the, uh, the slider is basically a batting practice fastball. It's like an 80, low 80s mile per hour fastball right down the fucking middle. Right. You can't do that. Like you just can't. And a lot of his pitches looked like that. That sliders are that was his out pitch last year when he was really good. So they think he's got some mechanical issues and some approach issues and command of the strike zone that can be fixed in AAA and I, I think they're probably right. So in Noah too, so this is something I was thinking about the other day. So in Noah is one of the harder throwing dudes that could put is and could potentially be in the rotation mm-hmm. on and off, whatever the fuck. How important do you think it is, um, I don't know, to have, I guess, some variety some uh, or whatever in the rotation? Because right now the Braves are, you know, Freed is Freed. He throws hard-ish. Uh, like, he throws fairly hard, mm-hmm. um, but he has good breaking <clears throat> stuff too, so he's not necessarily like a hard-throwing dude like Scherzer or DeGrom or something like that. Yeah. Who, who like, But he, th- he has a good fastball and a, and a high-velocity fastball. But pretty much everyone else in the uh, Braves rotation kind of like moving from present to future. I'm kind of excluding Morton here because mm. he's not going to be there in like two, three years or whatever. Um, it's all more finesse dudes, more like Mike Soroka type dudes. I mean, Elder, Anderson, um, Soroka, basically Elder, Anderson, and Soroka. I mean, that's more of a yeah. finesse change-up <clears throat> type guys inducing contact. They, I mean, but they still live in the 94 to 96 range, so it's a little bit different. But, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's important to, to not have 
Uh, now, Spencer Strider is probably going to be the, f- the fifth guy right. in that. It provided Soroka comes back. If he doesn't, he'll be the fourth guy. He throws fucking gas all the time. Fucking. Uh, and doesn't seem to get fucking tired either. Like, no. his last pitch the other day was faster than his first fastball, <laughs> which is a, a good sign, by the way. I mean, yeah. it means that what, what that means is he's got super healthy ligaments. They don't buckle under the strain, so you're, you're probably not going to see any major tendon or ligament surgeries for his shoulder and elbow anytime early in his career. And that's always a problem with guys that throw that hard. Like, your body can only take so much. Right. But if you, if you see a guy who starts to throw faster as the game goes on, usually what it means is that he's got really good uh, muscle groups protecting those tendons already. Yeah. Um, and he, you, you don't expect a guy like that to get... <laughs> Uh, too too banged up, but yeah, he he and Freed are kind of like fucking high velocity guys. Ian Anderson, Kyle Wright, who has looked fucking good this year as well. Right? Yeah, uh, I forgot we seem, about Wright. Yeah, we seem to forget about, but uh, the two of those and Bryce Elder, obviously, they're more like if I can, <clears throat> if I need to throw the ball ninety six to get by this guy, then I will. But I'm gonna try to throw it ninety three. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I look. If you can command the strike zone, it doesn't matter how fast you're fucking throwing the ball. Yeah. Honestly. Does timing matter? So obviously, like, one of the main things to do is fuck up a hitter's timing. Right? Yeah, of course it does. Like, the, the re- one of the reasons... Well, I was going to say... Well, let me finish the question. Yeah, yeah. So does time... Obviously, fucking up a hitter's timing is important. But does fucking with a hitter's timing across games matter? I think it does. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, does it help to go the same way the Braves like to structure their lineup, lefty, righty, lefty, yeah. righty, right? Does it help to go, like, finesse velocity, finesse velocity? It like, has to, yeah. I mean, the reason that pitchers like Jamie Moyer, uh, and it, it, even to some degree Tom Glavin, but he, he threw a little faster. He was, like, 92, 93. Yeah. But uh, pitchers like Jamie Moyer, particularly, like, from the left side, or even knuckleballers, one of the reasons they're so – uh, difficult to deal with, and the reason that a lot of left or switch hitters would only bat right-handed against those knuckleballs and shit like that because they don't want to fuck up their their vision on that stuff. Yeah, of course it does. I like was going to say, put some respect on Jamie Moyer's name. I don't want I don't want to hear bad things. No, about Jamie him. Jamie Moyer threw. Let's look at his fucking career. And this is a guy who not did, a knuckleball pitcher, but he did throw very slow. Yeah, uh, I think his uh, he had a he had a get me over curveball that was in the low sixties, yeah. I believe. Uh, and what do they call? What do you call that pitch? Granky throws it sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So Jamie Moyer and his career: two hundred and sixty-nine wins. The guy couldn't throw ninety miles per hour. Probably never threw ninety in his entire fucking career. Uh, he also gave up the most home runs of any pitcher in Major League Baseball history. Sick. Five hundred and twenty-two. He's the only pitcher in the five hundred home. Put run that club man in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, he only struck out twenty-four hundred people in. Uh, 4,000 innings, right? So, but still won 269 games, lost 209. Average season, 14-11 for him. You would take that every single time. Every time. Uh, so, you know, it's not just about velocity. It's about command and speeding up uh, the bat. And look, having him on a team with Randy fucking Johnson, that's a pretty disparate look. Right. Jamie Moyer, what is he, like 5'10", and throws 85 miles per hour, and then yeah. Randy Johnson is 6'11", and he throws 100. Yeah. Like, of course, of course it fucking matters. It has to, right? Do you think that... Like when I, a guy gets in a good rhythm batting, it means he's seeing the ball well, but it also means that his bottom half and top half and vision are all working together somehow, yeah. right? What, whatever that means for that particular hitter. And if you throw in weird stuff like that, like you see pitchers... Freddie Freeman against uh, Anthony Rizzo two or three years ago, right. 2019. Cubs are getting blown out. 
they bring in Rizzo to pitch to Freddie Freeman. He strikes out on three pitches because he can't wait back. Like he's so geared up on a 90 mile per hour, 90 yeah. to 100 mile per hour fastball, he can't wait back on 65. Like he, he loses his mind, swings at a ball out of the zone. He's one of the most disciplined hitters in all of baseball. So if it can happen to him, yeah. it's definitely a big deal. I would love to see more teams kind of try to construct their um, rotation that way. And I always thought during the Braves' 90s heyday, because mm. it went Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz, right? Smoltz was a third starter. Yeah. I always thought it was, would have been smarter to put him second. Because Glavin and Maddox, I know they're lefty-righty, but yeah. they're really similar in terms of uh, velocity and, and strategy yeah. in yeah. a lot of ways as well. Like, they're the same pitcher, just with different arms right. or different handedness, I guess. I, I thought it, it would have really fucked up teams to have to go back and forth like that. And uh, to, to yeah. the Bobby Cox point. Maybe he was trying to put more pressure on the manager to fill out a different lineup day to day. Yeah. But I, yeah, you're probably right. Like if he, was a, if he had been a better baseball player, he probably would have thought like you thought. I am a very good baseball player. So well, I just, you, what, you, what you're saying makes a lot more sense from a hitter trying to get his timing. Yeah. What he's doing makes more sense for a manager who has to manage a bullpen yeah. in the National League, I guess. Not that he was any good at it, but at least the strategy kind of makes sense. But I would have done what you're talking about for sure. I always thought that. It's interesting to me. Uh, Let's get to the sponsors real quick before we get back into it. And I actually have a betting question for you uh, in relation to uh, our sponsor, among other things. But we're talking about my bookie. Uh, This weekend, a sold-out Wembley Stadium hosts one of the greatest boxers of all time. And you can bet on all the action with my bookie at mybookie.com. Tyson Fury is favored to win outright against Dylan White in the main event, so it's hard to argue given his undefeated record. If you're asking yourself how to bet this fight with my bookie, uh, back in the Gypsy King is an easy choice, but prop bets are the way to go as well. Fury to win by KO or TKO uh, gives you the best chance to take the heavyweight champ at a fourth of the cost of his money line, and that's the type of edge you're looking for. Sign up at mybookie.com. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS uh, to grab a bonus for your uh, first deposit all the way up to $1,000 and get in on the action uh, on Saturday, April 23rd. Put in $200. Play with $300 instantly. Uh, the only way watching the biggest card of the year could get any better is to get paid doing it, and you can do that with mybookie.com. It gives you everything you need to get paid. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.com. And speaking of gambling on uh, baseball or uh, gambling on mybookie.com, uh, Ross showed me before the show his ticket. He bet the Braves last night yep. um, to beat the Dodgers, and he won that bet. He bet a money line because they were dogs. I actually had a listener. Um, DM me on Instagram this morning or last night or some shit. Um, who was it? It was uh, Lee Shoots. Uh, and he asked um, uh, if it was worth it to bet Moneyline on every game for a team like the Dodgers or Astros, knowing that they'll win over 90 games. You're asking about stati- – I mean, you, so there's – Thinking doing, like, I'll come out ahead at the end. It's a grind, you're, but well, I'll – Well, tr- you're doing trig at that point because there's multiple things. There's the win-loss, win or loss, and then there's also the money line. Like what it, what it is, minus something or plus something, right. right? So there's three variables inside of this that makes it a trigonometry problem. You could figure it out, yeah. yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure there's – like if the average uh, – and, and Vegas does this. They have an odd on every single game that's going to happen this year, but – those odds change throughout the right. year, obviously based on pitching matchups, weather, all kinds of shit. And certainly, this gentleman is 
not the first person to think of this idea. No, if there, if you could just plug in these numbers into a computer and spit out a winning formula, somebody like that. Darren Aron- Aronofsky made a movie about this called Pi. If you haven't seen it, yeah, uh, do some meth, right? Because you're going to feel like you're on it when you're watching that shit, anyways, and then watch it. Um, but yeah, it, it's it is it's a really good question, and diving into that helps you understand how gambling works a little bit better. Yeah, right. So if you're like, I really like this game. I want to bet on it, but these odds kind of suck. Okay, well, there's some fucking odds inside of the uh, props, usually, that make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you can look at uh, the pat for, for this fight, Fury versus White, for example. Um, and I think you guys, are you guys doing a fight sports show later in the week? or No. No, Tyson Not. Fury's going to win. I'll yeah. put your money on Tyson Fury. Yeah, uh, for, for sure. But there's quite a few prop bets on this. Usually, the, the most money I make on boxing is betting the round that the fight ends in, right? So I'll take – I usually pick, like, three rounds that I think the fight are going to end, and I bet on all three of them. Yeah. And you, those those odds are usually, like, 400 to, like, 1,000, 1,200. To right. Lo- like, plus – So you plus. only – obviously, only one of the three is going to hit, but you sure. make your money back and yeah. then some, yeah. <clears throat> usually, when that does Well, happen. I can – let me see. Uh, I'll, so, I'll look at this specific fight and tell you exactly what it's going to be. So I told him, and I was, you have to keep the odds in mind when you're talking money line. Yeah. I told him someone like the Dodgers, probably not worth it because their odds are always so high. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if the Dodgers win 92 games, you will lose about $1,000 betting $100 on every game because yeah. they're probably averaging <laughs> minus 150 across the course of a if season. If not 180, to be honest. Right. Yeah, but. So if you do do that, what I told him was you probably want to bet a team that you, you are pretty confident is going to win 92 to 95 games mm. but because that type of team will also have um, – lower odds on the day-to-day usually, mm. especially if they play in a tougher division. Yeah, a team so like I said, Toronto like the, would probably the, be Would better. the Phillies be a team like that? No. But, the, <laughs> but Tor- a, Toronto or the Rays would definitely be two teams to do that with. Those two. I also said the uh, Braves and Astros yeah. uh, as well because those teams, you essentially... Probably more the, Bra- the Astros than the Braves because they're going to have a, like an end-to-end good season and the Braves, just the type of team they have, they fucking have down periods. So. Right. So... <laughs> uh, fuck, what was I going to say? That? Oh, what I was going to say is um, you want a team essentially that's, uh, and I did the math on this for a 92-win team. Mm-hmm. You want a team that's averaging about a minus 120 money line for the season. Okay. Uh, and if you do that and they win 92 games, you'll come out about plus 800 if you're betting 100 on every game. Interesting. I'm sure there's a, a formula out there, but you know, no matter how exact you get it, you're st- there's still a good chance you'll lose. Yes. So make sure that if you're doing that, that you do it with money that you don't care about losing. Yeah. Um, and by the way, if you're betting 100 on every game, what is that, like $16,000 for the... A day. Uh, or... Si- for a season. For a season, yeah. So you need yeah. $16,000 yeah. to fuck around with. Yeah, which is, you know, whatever. Um, let's see. Five, seven. So the times that... Uh, that uh, White, Dillian White, has been knocked out. He's been knocked out between the fifth and seventh rounds, right? So that's a good piece of data to look at. Tyson Fury, uh, when he's knocked people out recently, it's been in the um, 11th round, the seventh round, the 12th round, which is a decision, second round. He's all over the map. It's hard, it's hard to guess here um, on him. 
But here are the odds. This is why I bet this stuff. So Tyson Fury to win in the first round, plus 4,000. Second round is 3,300, 2,200 in the third, 18 and 14 and 4 and 5, 12, 11, 11, 11, 12 for the next uh, through 10 right there. So you pick three or four of these. I mean, even if you bet on every, all of them, 12 rounds, right? Mm-hmm. If you, bought, if you put, bet 100 bucks on each one of those, right? That's $1,200 that you'd be betting. Right. And the least amount of money you, could, you would make back would be the lower rounds, the 1,100 rounds. Right. You would make 1,100 bucks. So you would only lose 100 bucks even by betting on all those. But if you hit on one of the big ones, you win quite a bit of money. Right. You know what I mean? Like fucking several thousand dollars. Yeah. So I think that's the kind of math I like doing. That's I, like I'm doing math in my head when I'm watching the fight sometimes to see if there's like, what if I live bet this now? <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, with, you can do the same thing with baseball. Yeah. It's an interesting uh, prospect. The other thing, too, is, uh, you know, we like live betting on games, especially college football and college mm-hmm. basketball. If you want to kind of take it in a live betting on the season situation, uh, typically the odds will adjust if a team starts slow and looks shitty. Yeah. Uh, so you might be able to, like, you know, maybe wait a week or two, see who doesn't start so hot. For example, the Braves have been a little, I mean, they're going to be two, three games under 500 at, yeah. at the end of this series. Um, They've been fine, but they, you know, they could look, they could look mm. better. Uh, that might be a team. I haven't, I don't, I don't check the standings this early in the season, so I don't know what everyone's fucking record is. But um, I think they're a game and a half out of first, yeah, or what, something yeah. like that. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting thought. I mean, yeah, you can do it, dude. If you have the money to jack off, uh, I suppose you could do it like twenty bucks at a time too. Whatever, whatever you want to do, but it, it, it's. I think the sweet spot in terms of odds versus wins is you want like a 92 to 95 win team. Mm. Uh, unless you got a real good feeling about some fucking upstart. Feelings, feelings aren't facts. Also, the other, uh, the other number to, to narrow down that list a little bit is a, is a team that's getting uh, like minus 120s on a regular basis, not minus 150 to 180. You don't want that. Yeah. That's not worth it's it. Just, you end up having to spend too much money. So your sweet spot is a team that's obviously nearer to one nearer to zero whatever it happens to be or if it's plus money all the time (laughs) yeah right good luck with that i mean there's probably a shitty team uh that gets such great odds plus odds that uh they're gonna hit on enough of those where you can make some money but man that's a fucking dangerous game that is uh you know a team that comes to mind for that though oh wow dansby just made a fucking incredible play um is the reds yeah, because they, I mean, like anytime Green's pitching, they're going to have minus odds. But every other time, they probably have plus odds. But you know what? They're playing in such a shitty division. Yeah. And uh, uh, they mean, may win 85 games, to be on honest. On accident? Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, fuck, dude. I mean, they might win 80. I, I think they they're easily could be an 80 win team, yeah. like a game or two under 500, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, Acuna is playing baseball again. Yeah, he's uh, stealing bases and making plays in the outfield. This is all fucking pointless. Just let him fucking play. Right. He, I don't understand what the difference is of letting him uh, figure it out in Gwinnett. Like, what does figuring it out mean for him? These games right now don't matter anyways. Get him in fucking Atlanta and let him play baseball. Right. Get him in Atlanta and be like, hey, just maybe go 75% for the first month. He's not going to do that. Maybe, but that he, maybe that's the problem. I, I expect him to be in the lineup on Friday, to yeah. be honest. Like, I really do. I, I would be surprised. I know he's going to try to angle for it. They may make him wait one more series mm-hmm. and come back on Monday or Tuesday or whatever. That's probably more likely. But we'll see him next week. And the, the question is, 
how does the lineup work once he's in it? Because um, right now, Albi's leading off, and Acuna will be back in the leadoff. Yeah. Acuna will definitely be back. It's going to be Acuna, Olsen, Riley, uh, Ozuna, Albies. That would be my guess. Yeah. And I like that because uh, you kind of want Albies to be the second leadoff hitter, right? Yep. You but, want, uh, but also, he mops up quite a bit of yeah, guys that are on He's base. a good sort of uh, <clears throat> uh, pivot piece, I yeah. guess you could say. Uh, a sort of hinge in the lineup. Yeah. Like, he can go either way. He's done better in the, in the five-hole during his career than any other place yeah right and the braves do better when he's there as well so yeah that's good and then you know i think that also having him down there is going to start to take some of the pressure off of the lower part of the lineup Mm -hmm. they're all i i don't know if anybody paid attention to this before the season you have to assume uh that brian snitker did but all those guys especially uh uh rosario and duvall are notoriously slow starters yeah so you know, some of this is to be expected. I have I have been uh, surprised by this Arcia kid. I didn't know much about him. He's looked good. Yeah, he's he's he seems to have a really good approach at the plate uh, and barrels up quite a few balls, man. I mean, he's hit 15 home runs in a season twice in his career over in uh, Milwaukee. Uh, doesn't strike out too much. Not really. I mean, he he's definitely a better defender than he's a hitter. Yeah. Um, Although he dropped that foul ball last well, night. Well, he's playing like, out of position now. He's yeah. a shortstop by trade. Um, but yeah, he he's been interesting. But yeah, once um, <clears throat> you have to wonder, not just what the lineup's going to look like, but what the roster is going to look like when Acuna comes back. Like who leaves? I assume it's going to be uh, like uh, your de- RC is not going anywhere, right? Because he can so play do you think he, multiple you think positions. Dickerson's the man out. It's either him or Heredia, right? Dickerson can pinch hit, but he can't play the field There's anywhere. No way they're getting rid of Heredia because he's our only defensive sub for the outfield, yeah. and also he's the sword guy. Yeah, like he is actually like a genuinely like the clubhouse dude or whatever. Um, so I doubt he. I doubt Heredia goes anywhere. I mean, honestly, uh, I, I I'm curious with Swanson. He's he's looked pretty bad. I don't. I mean, he's another guy that kind of starts slow. Mm. Uh, it, typically, I feel like, and also he's batting in the nine hole. And I know Albies is like he's got five home runs and shit already, but like it's just going to be a massive difference with mm. uh, Acuna batting behind him as opposed to Albies. For sure, yeah. He hit uh, one eighty nine last April. Swanson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he does this. This is mm. what he always does. So. It is getting to the point with Swanson where his defense has been elite the entire time, and he gets really good in late innings and in clutch situations. Um, I mean, fuck, he had two homers in the World Series. Yeah. Uh, one was a game-tying, game and one was sort of nail in the coffin. Yeah. Uh, so both big home runs. But uh, I'm not worried about Dansby yet. I mean, he makes more than up for it in the field for now. Sure. Especially when he's batting in the nine hole. But his approach sucks. It's not it's, it's not like I don't think there's anything wrong with him. I don't think he forgot how to hit, but he's I, I think they need to move him out of the nine hole and put a more professional hitter in the nine hole. I, I that may seem counterintuitive, but that's th- there's a burden from being in that position. Yeah. Right? That you know you're the second leadoff hitter. Uh you also know that uh they want you not on base 
for the leadoff hitter to come up. So they're going to go after you with their best stuff every single time. And I just don't think he can handle that. I think, uh, uh, yeah, somebody else might be a little You don't think he's going to see strikes? You don't think he's going to see more strikes because of... Uh, well, they're not going to want to walk him, right? Yeah. C- certainly. But uh, he's that's the approach. Like, you have to be very disciplined on those breaking balls right off the edge of the plate. Yeah. And he's not. He's also popping up high fastballs quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, he is... Uh, like you have to be willing to take walks if you bat in that position, mm-hmm. and man, he's just not at, he any, take po- walks. at any point in his career no. done that. He's never walked more than fifty nine times in a season, that, which is insane for a guy with that kind of pedigree. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I mean, his on base percentage for his career is three seventeen. Yeah, maybe uh, fucking Chipper needs to have a conversation with him about plate vision and uh, being sel- more selective because he's not very good at it right now. I. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, man, it's it's tough. It's tough with that. Uh, but who else would you put there? Who who would you put in the nine hole if not Swanson? Because Duvall <clears throat> is fucking feast or famine. Uh, I don't know that you want Darno necessarily uh, with just being a catcher or whatever. No, I think uh, yeah, Darno is too. He, he's uh, he's a great hitter, but yeah. I don't think you want him there no and and Duvall walks even less than than Dansby Swanson does right and Rosario walks even less than both of them put together <laughs> or uh, I guess if you divided them I mean he, he he never walks yeah actually those dudes are swingers the second game of the season he walked and I'm like what the fuck just happened right there that was weird uh, I don't know it's a good question man they don't really have a whole lot of uh, plate discipline in the lower part of their line they have a lot of explosiveness but not a lot of plate right. discipline in the lower part of that lineup whether it's Rosario, Darno, Duvall, or Swanson. I think that is going to be an issue if somebody notices and exploits that. Yeah. I don't disagree. Uh, I think for now, Swanson's probably the best option. In terms of, like, dudes who I think can adjust their game the best and and become more of an on-base guy, I got to think it's Swanson over certainly Duvall and Rosario. Um, Yeah. uh, I mean, Duvall's who he is and Rosario's Mm. who he is. And like we said, Darno, you don't want there. Um, real quick, let's get to some news around the majors. Pujols looks like he has a real fucking shot at 700. I think he's already got two home runs this year. Um, yeah, and he's divorced his wife too, so or he's in the process, so he can play another year if he needs to. Yeah, if he if he's he's got all the time in the world, so he's at two home runs this year, so he's at 681 uh, lifetime now. He's also hitting 389 this year so far. Obviously, in limited bats. He's only got 18 at-bats so far, but he's got seven hits and five runs. This is why I'm saying, like, I don't know why he's retiring this year. Oh, you want to go into the hall with Molina? That's fucking dumb. Hit 700 home runs. Yeah. I mean, he he is, against lefties, he is still an above-average hitter. Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, against lefties so far this year, he's six of nine. So that's fucking uh, absurd. Definitely sees them pretty well. Not so great against right-handed pitchers, but you got to think over the course of a season, uh, he's still going to hit. Even if they let him hit every day in the DH slot, he's still going to hit like five or 10 home runs against righties. You would think if he gets 500 at bat. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting what they're doing with him so far is working pretty well for him, especially. So he's been great. And I think he's sort of got at least, you know, he might cool off. He might be playing on a bit of adrenaline right Mm now. Um, but man, I mean, just against lefties alone, he is absolutely worth it. Whether it's one at bat against a reliever, yeah. uh, in the you know, put him in in the seventh, and maybe he keeps going, whatever the fuck. Uh, I'm rooting for him to get the 700. I would love to see him join that club because I kind of think 
unless he does, people are going to forget how good he is. Like, mm. he needs his name in yeah. that club. And back, to, back-to-back doubles by Olsen and Acuna. Probably too... Or not Acuna. Uh, uh, Ozuna. Probably too late. Stat padding. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the bottom <laughs> of the... Or top of the ninth with two outs. Yeah, it's probably not going to work. Um, but yeah, he's... Uh, He's getting close to A Rod now, right? A Rod is six ninety six, I think. Yeah. So is I even if he just got to six ninety seven, that would be good for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand how A Rod, who is one of the more, more notorious, he's the Lance Armstrong of the of the of the baseball yeah. uh, steroid era. He's the guy that tried to fucking take people out, that lied to everybody, kept doing it long after everybody else was doing it, and all this other shit. And he's like the fucking face of the MLB network. Yeah, what the it's fuck? Fucking weird. Or not MLB network, but ESPN's yeah. baseball coverage. Like, you are you fucking kidding me? And how do how does Carl Ravage and Tim Kirchkin sit there in the room with him and pretend like he's not a piece of shit? Yeah, I guess money, but I, there's no I mean, fucking Kirchins. way. Who, who is Tim Kirchin going to confront? I mean, how do I sit in a room with Rob? That's true. Yeah, yeah. and his fucking misshaped head baby. Yeah, I uh, do it every day because I get paid. That's fair. Well, enough. you do it for the rides at this point. <laughs> that yeah. too. Yeah. You uh, speaking of that? Uh, oh wait, real quick, I was going to say, uh, Pools does actually have 700 career professional home runs. If you can count the uh, postseason, yeah. Yep. But A Rod's probably got quite a few in the postseason as well, right? He does. So Pools his. <laughs> last home run put him at 700 for regular season and playoffs hmm. which count playoff home runs god damn i can't say it enough yeah uh, uh anyway sorry yeah yeah it's the the next one is uh saya suzuki uh definitely good pickup right like i don't i don't know how you how long you need to wait uh to make comparisons but there have been guys like Hideki Matsui came in and immediately contributed. Obviously, Ichiro contributed better than anybody ever has right. uh, in the middle, like a 27-year-old or whatever. But um, <clears throat> there was also the, always the thing with Ichiro where he wouldn't do what's best for the team. Like he would just single no matter what. Yeah. I'm, getting, I'm hitting singles. Like yeah. If I accidentally hit a home run, that is what it is, but like whatever. Uh, this kid looks pretty fucking good. I'm uh, impressed. Leading the major leagues in war right now. Mm. Doing it on the Cubs, so no one cares. Yeah, why would you? Right, because uh, they just sold it. It's very bizarre to me that they sold most of their team and then signed him mm-hmm. while he's in his prime. Well, maybe they're going to make a move, you know? Yeah, I uh, mean, it just feels like it's such. It's just bizarre to me. Like, the whole, that entire thing. Like, they didn't get a disc. I mean, maybe they got a discount if he's going to be leading the MLB in war in the top five or ten mm-hmm. in war all year. <laughs> Sure, that's a discount, I guess, for what they signed him for. But, but you don't. You're, the Cubs are not like a normal franchise, so teams will very frequently bring in one dude to sell tickets during the year during a rebuild. The Cubs are going to sell. They could fucking you and I could be playing for the Cubs, and people would still show up to Wrigley every single day. Yes, and watch those fucking baseball games. Uh, but I, I I don't know. I mean, they're so far away from being good. They have Kyle Hendricks and Marcus Stroman. That's okay, right? Just okay. Right. They, it's not like they have, like, we've got our fucking bullpen locked down or our <laughs> rotation locked down or we've got our infield locked down. Now we're just going to fucking, you know, build for the next couple of years, so let's go ahead and sign this guy. They have nothing locked down. Their oh. defense is pretty good with Andrelton Simmons and Jason Hayward. Like, yeah. He's not hitting against left-handed pitching right now. Have you noticed that? Who, Hayward? Yeah, he's got 
Uh, he, I don't know if he's missed games because he was out or something like that, but he's only got three at-bats versus lefties all season. I probably can't fucking hit him. Yeah, well, he definitely can't hit him. Yeah. But I, it's interesting to see that they're doing that. Uh, so, yeah, this, is, this guy's hitting 414 to start off his career. Good for him. Yeah. Like, he looks great. Uh, and then speaking of franchises <laughs> of the exact opposite of the Cubs mm. uh, in terms of attendance, the Oakland A's played a game the other day, and an attendance, official attendance – so that's like including tickets sold and shit. All that, the tickets that no sold. One, that no one used? Not who showed up. Actually, a couple of people uh, have posted pictures of the stands. And it like, what the fuck is this? World War Z or some shit? Yeah. Everybody's dead? Uh, nobody. a game. Yeah, nobody gives a fuck about baseball in Oakland anymore, including the team, right? So it's time to move them to Austin and call them the Austin fucking meats or some stupid <laughs> shit like that. I don't know what you would call it, but Austin briskets. Yeah. 3,000 The, the, the Austin A's, though, would be good. I'm like, fine with that. Yeah. They, they are an original team, so I don't know if yeah. they want to change their name. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't change it. Uh, by the way, have more World Series for Philadelphia than the Phillies. <sighs> well, the Phillies only have the one, right? Two. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tug McGraw. Tug McGraw, yeah. In the 80s, and then, yeah. yeah. Um, they should have had three, honestly. That fucking Toronto team shouldn't have beat the early the, in 90. I don't think they should have. I think they should have won in 2011. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, they had, some, they had some really good 2010s teams. Yeah. Uh, but the official attempts for that A's game just barely cracked 3,000. So that includes, like, luxury suites, all that shit, mm. where you can just go and drink for free. People didn't even do that. And tickets to a, an Oakland game, they're like 25 bucks. Yeah. Get, so. Just get them the fuck out of there. Uh, I don't. If you've never been to Oakland, though, it's in a weird area. Yeah, it, it's the so it's a the Oco Arena, Oracle Arena, whatever the fuck it was. Um, o dot com for a while, <laughs> Sick. right? So that was their sponsor. Uh, but Oracle Arena and and uh, the mixed use field of the Coliseum, which is what used to be the Raiders and the Athletics, right? right? Now it's just the Raiders are gone. Warriors are in San Francisco. And now it's just the worst of them. Yeah. It's a, right? it's, it's a, just like the A's abandoned remain. amusement park at this yeah. point. Only the A's remain. And it's right next door to a fucking swap meet. <laughs> like east of way east, like 20 minutes east of downtown. Nobody's going to go over there to watch baseball. They tried to, to their credit, the, um, the A's ownership at some point tried to get the city of Oakland to build down at Jack London square which yeah. is like right across the bay from San Francisco's uh, Oh, the, I saw the, the giant draw, stadium. mock-ups for that stadium on the water. It would have been dope as fuck. You could take a ferry from the city over to Oakland yeah. or from Alameda to Oakland, or you could take the ferry over there and watch the goddamn Giants game. Yeah. Right? Um, they wanted four. They, they, they didn't even want money from the city. They wanted a $450 million land grant, basically, for that land that's down there right. to build the sta- their stadium on. And the city was like, oh, we can't do that. That's cool, man. Uh, you're lo- you're going you, you're gonna to lose your baseball team. Yeah. That's the end of that. So, Good times. I hope they come do. here. Vegas is probably the favorite. Yeah. I mean, probably. I'll, although, I, the Ve- the – there's already the 51s or whatever, Area 51s, yeah. the AAA team is already there. Yeah. I think it's Oakland's AAA team is in Vegas already. Okay. It used to be in Sacramento, I think, and now it's in Vegas. I, maybe. I mean, I could be completely wrong about that. 
Uh, hold on, let's look it up. Minor league. Baseball, the only so Vegas. the op the the two like options I hear the most. We just are pimping Austin because we live here. Mm. Although I do think it would be a good idea. Uh, I think people would go nuts for baseball here. I think this town, especially with its proclivity for like day drinking and shit like that, mm-hmm. would just go fucking bananas. Yeah, people would love it. Um, but the two I keep hear, hear the most are Nashville and, and Vegas. Uh, but Nashville would require Nashville some Nashville fucking rich- sucks, dude. It, it really does. Nashville is awful sports town. It's, it's not good, no. It's, like, it's a lesser Austin. Yeah. With just higher prices. Yeah, yeah it's the absolutely. stadium's awful. And then once you the go outside of the city, it's it's fucking terrible. <laughs> like, there's no other major city anywhere fucking near there. I there's don't like understand. no culture. What's what's the street called, Dan? We went on uh, Broadway. Broadway, yeah, yeah Broadway. Yeah. Broadway's like their sixth street. It's it's the whatever. The stadium is in like the perfect location too, and they somehow fucked it up. I don't yeah, understand it's, it. It's awful. Yeah. The so Vegas has the Vegas Las Vegas Aviators. Used to be the Fifty Ones, but it's a, it's. Oakland's AAA team. Okay. So what are you going to – they just built them a new stadium in 2020, I believe. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Come in there, build a new Major League Baseball stadium, and kick your AAA team out of town because you're not playing in the same city. That's stupid. Yeah, you probably. would cannibalize your own fucking well, business. Well, you know, to be fair, I, I guess it – wait, where did they build the F- Aviator Stadium? It's in Summerlin, so it's just west of downtown Vegas. Okay. Like I mean, the 20 Bra- minutes the, away. The Braves AAA team essentially plays in Atlanta. Gwinnett – is not Atlanta. Come on, man. I, I thought it was like exurban, suburban Atlanta. Let's look it up on the map. I want to see it on the map. I'm pretty sure. I, I was pretty sure. Yeah, it's like right outside Atlanta. Uh, That's that. So if you're looking at Google Maps right now and you see Atlanta and then you see Decatur, that's even farther away from downtown Atlanta than Summerlin is from downtown Vegas. So you're a whole okay. other order of magnitude out. You're on the other side of Stone Mountain. Right, yeah. which is the uh, hillbilly version Mount Rushmore. of Mount Rushmore. Yeah. If you need a good uh, 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 lesson on what Stone Mountain is, just YouTube Squidbillies. Stone Mountain. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you need to know. It's it's you you won't actually learn anything, but it's hilarious. Yeah. Actually, no, there is a period where they say everything that's real, but pretend it's a joke because it's so fucked up. <laughs> There's also a wonderful mixtape by Donald Glover. Stone Mountain. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I believe that's where he's from, right? It is. That's why they made Kenneth Parcell from Stone Mountain, Georgia. Mm, I see. Um, well, yeah. All right. That's all I fucking got. I'm just looking this up. So Atlanta to Decatur, 17 minutes. So that's about that's about the same distance from downtown to Decatur as it is from downtown to Summerlin. Right? Yeah. So you're like an hour out. Anyway, it doesn't matter. All right. Fuck you.